Welcome to Ministry in Motion, where we explore best practices for your ministry in the 21st century. Whether you're a pastor or a lay leader in your local church, God has great plans for you. And our topic today, so important, a fascinating title, Circles of Blessings. And our guest is Melody Mason. Melody, it's great to have you on the program. Thank you. And I'm so excited. We know this is something to do with prayer mm -hmm. because you are so passionate and now very much involved with prayer ministries. We'll come to the circles of blessing in just a little while, but why don't you first share your own journey with prayer, how God has been leading in your life? Well, I grew up uh, in the church and as a Christian, and I just praise the Lord for godly parents that have prayed for me. So you grew up in a praying family. I grew up in a praying family, and I'm so thankful for that. However, I didn't really feel real connected to the church growing up. I didn't really feel, you know, like there was real life and real things going on, and it was difficult for me going to church in my early years. Uh, however, God was working and through a course of time, I actually attended a young adult retreat for young adults. And at that retreat, we were, we were studying the Bible and praying together. And they actually took us together in a group and had us circle each other and take turns praying for one another. Was and that a new experience for you? I mean, you prayed at meal times. You prayed perhaps for family right, worship. Right. Was there a level of intensity this, there that was new? This was a new experience for okay. me. I'd never experienced this before in my life. And it was so powerful. Our youth group ended up praying almost all night long. It just went on and just praying for one another. And we came back the, the second day and we did the same thing again. And that experience, I went home and I just feel like I was, I was changed. I was hungering for a deeper experience with God and a deeper walk in prayer. And as a result of that, I just started praying, you know, Lord, teach me how to pray for people. You know, we talk all the time, you know, like, I'm praying, praying for, for you. you. Yeah. yeah. But are we really praying we really for each other? It? You know, I think of where the disciples came to Jesus, said, Lord, teach us to pray. And he didn't rebuke them. He That's taught right. them. That's right. So you were on a journey. Were there any other um, events that God used or relationships that helped you on that prayer journey? So, so I was, I'm just seeking, you know, teach me how to pray and teach me to pray for others. At the time, I was working as a nurse, and I started praying for my patients and asking them if I could pray for them. And I saw miracles happen. I actually had patients accept Jesus on the hospital bed as I <laughs> prayed for them. And just miracles, you know, that I could tell you about. But over time, I think it was a couple years after that experience with the young, young adult group, um, I was part of a ministry that started. And one of the things that we started doing was praying for people and getting them in groups and just taking turns, praying for their individual needs. And again, we saw so many miracles happening as a result. I remember there was this mother that was distraught um, that her sons were not Christians and we're not seeking God. And she was just praying, Lord, please bring them back to you. And many parents can relate to this need. Sure. And so we circled her and we prayed for her that God would, would restore her sons and bring them back to him. And a year later, I came to another conference and we were in, in a room praying there. And these two young men were there praying passionately. And I thought, wow, they're, they're amazing prayer warriors. Well, at the end of the prayer time, we got up and we were talking and then the mother came into the room and those were her two sons that we had prayed for that year before. Amazing. And I've just seen this, I've seen this happen time and time again 
where, you know, there's another, another situation, a young man we prayed for, he was 21 years old and he had wanted to stop smoking. He'd been smoking since he was 13, but hadn't been able to have the victory. And our team surrounded him and we prayed for him. And he ended up spending like four hours this one particular day praying. And as a result of that, God took away his nicotine addiction. Wow. It was just like gone. The rest of the time we were there, no more desire to smoke or, you know, at all. And so I just became convicted on a personal level and then corporately as, as it became part of our ministry that there is power when God's people join together in prayer. Personal prayer is good. Praying one-on-one -on -one is good. Sure. But circling, I call it, you know, circles of blessing just because we get together in a circle and we're praying for God's blessing. Mm -hmm. As you travel around and you're seeing that kind of awakening, that prayer awakening, is it um, connected with a certain age group? You were at a young adult retreat. Um, is it every age? What are you seeing as you're looking? I'm seeing it in every age group. To be honest, it started with me with a with a young adult group, but I'm seeing people of all ages and even children. Like you know, we've we've prayed circle of blessings with young people, and I'm talking, oh, probably six to ten year olds, and they really get into it. They want to pray for each other. You know, they want to pray for their parents. They're they're pulling their parents like you need to come and be prayed for. So it, it's just really exciting to see this is a need that we all have. God's people need prayer. The problem is, is we do so much trying to solve of each other's problems and sermonizing, which there's a place for that, but we really need to be praying. Now, when you talk about, the Bible says in Ephesians 6, pray in the spirit, all occasions, all kinds of prayers. As I'm hearing you talk about circles of blessing and praying for each other, are we primarily talking here about intercession praying for other people as opposed to other kinds of prayers? Yeah, at this point, that's specifically what I'm talking about because after, after we pray for one another, it's like you become strong to stand in the gap for somebody else. And I, I basically call it standing in the gap for one another because he's looking for intercessors for the land. He's looking for people to make up a hedge. But the problem is, is we cannot stand in the gap for others because we have so many issues. We have mm -hmm. so many problems in our own lives. We're not able to be strong for those that are in need. And unless we're experiencing a powerful prayer connection ourselves, that's, right. that's where Jesus was so committed, wasn't he? That's Getting right. up early, spending time in prayer. After the break, I, I want you to share some biblical foundation because there are um, a lot of non-biblical ideas about sure. different kinds of praying and even kind of superstitions going sure. around. We want it to be based in the scripture. I'm glad that you join us today. We're talking about circles of blessings. We'll learn the biblical foundation for praying for each other in the name of Jesus and how you'll see it will not only bless the people that you're praying for, but it will bless your life too because when we give, it's given back, pressed down and running over. Our guest Melody Mason will be back with more insights from the scripture about circles of blessings right after the break.
Welcome back to Ministry in Motion. Our topic today, Circles of Blessings. We're talking about a prayer ministry that will change your life and change those with whom you pray. Our guest, Melody Mason. Melody, you, you've been sharing the importance of all kinds of prayers, but here in this program, we're focusing on intercession or mm -hmm. praying for people. Uh, give me a biblical foundation because as you know, there are all kinds of non-biblical ideas about about different kinds of mantras people can say and sure. uh, g give us a biblical foundation. Well, I just like to start with James 5:16. James 5:16 tells us confess your faults one to another and pray one for another that she may be healed. Mm. And we know, you know, we talk about this verse and the passage, but what does it really mean? to pray for one another that we would be healed. It sounds uh, indeed miraculous, doesn't it? Yes. And, and uh, I'm thinking another place in the New Testament where we pray in Jesus' name. That's right. Jesus said, if you ask in my name. That's right. So we're, we're praying uh, for God to work in miraculous ways. That's right. Okay, so James 5, 16. And Galatians 6, 2 talks about bearing one another's burdens. And this is another verse we, we say, but do we really bear one another's burdens? You know, it's so easy to, to go to church, to go to your meeting place of worship, and you just, you know, hey, how are you? Great, fine, you know, whatever. But there's so many burdens that people are carrying mm -hmm. underneath. And God is actually asking us to bear one another's burdens, to help hold mm -hmm. each other up. And another um, reference, I think it comes from um, Exodus it's where Aaron is, um, Moses is praying and Aaron and her are holding up his arms. Sure, in the time of that battle. That's right. Sure. You know, I think back to the bearing one another's burdens, less people think, oh boy, I'm now going to carry the burdens of the world. What we're doing, I think, if I understand this whole intercession ministry, we are bringing that burden to Jesus. That's right. Doesn't he say, you know, right. my yoke is easy, my burden is light. Yes, and cast so, your cares upon me. Absolutely. Yes. Uh, there's another beautiful text where Paul says to the Philippians, in all my prayers for all of you, yes. I always pray with joy. Yes. So I think he's joyful because God's going to do something. That's right. So uh, some stories, uh, biblical foundations there. We should be praying for others, right. uh, expecting miracles, expecting healing of different kinds. Amen. Well, I just want to start by sharing a testimony about a young man named Andy. Uh, Andy uh, came to one, one of the conferences where we were leading prayer, and you right, can see him. I think him. we've got a picture of him on the screen right now. You can right see now. him here in the picture, and he's actually the one in the middle, and you see how happy he is. But when he came to us, he was not happy like that. He was actually a very broken man. Mm. He had been divorced and a lot of heartache. He had been seeking to serve God, but because of all this, he had fallen away. And for the past three years, he had been on a downhill slide. So what happened to bring the smile back? <laughs> so Andy came into this circle one evening when we were praying for different people. It was a prayer people. ministry. That's right, okay. yes at one of the Bible conferences that I um, work with. And he came into the center and we laid hands on him and we prayed for him and mm -hmm. we prayed for him. And he got up out of that circle feeling like the burdens were lifted. Wow. But he continued to go um, to the prayer room and pray with our team. 
at the end uh, of that time, he was like a new man. He went home, he continued to pray. This man now leads prayer ministry in his church. He's getting groups of young people together to he's pray. He's experienced the miracle himself. He has started a wellness center in Panama where he's from. He's already raised like $10,000 to start this wellness center. This guy is on fire for mm. God. Mm. And now, you know, it's just amazing how I see people raised up to become strong, to be intercessors for others. Yes. And Andy's a prime example. Beautiful. So he's, he's going back and sharing what God has done for him, yes. even by a smile, right? Yes. He's been transformed. He has been transformed. He is a different man. You see experiences like that all the time? I, I do. Yes. As we've been taking the circle of blessings into churches, everywhere I go and speak and share, I, I do the circles of blessings and I tell people this, I'm, people tell me this was the highlight of our time together. I so mean, just pause a second because you're using this term but we've not really defined it. Are you asking a person that senses like Andy the need for prayer to come forward? And then do you ask people specifically to come or just as the Holy Spirit leads I them? Actually, I actually will have a certain time in the afternoon of a program when we don't, we're not so pressed for time. Right. Then I'll ask people to come forward, everybody, the whole group together. Okay. And then I'll ask people, you know, is anyone here bearing burdens, you know, struggles, like issues, Andy. like Andy? And of course, all the hands go up because we all have things on our hearts. And then um, I'll bring them into the center of the circle, usually on a chair. Do you tell them, because I'm thinking of James where it says, let him or let her call. Uh, do they choose to come forward or do you say you need to no, come? No, 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 no. They choose. They choose. So that's, yeah. their freedom is yes, there. Yes, yes. But, but yeah. when they come. We just invite them if they gonna want prayer. You're going to circle them with blessing. That's right. Okay. That's right. So we've done this, another quick testimony. Um, there was a woman in one of these circle of blessings we prayed for that was very broken. Her marriage was falling apart. After this, she started a whole new relationship with Jesus. Like a month later, I went to another church. We did the circle of blessings at this other church. Turns out her husband was in this other church. He hadn't been at the first time. Okay. But he told us when we met him that day, oh, I want what happened to happen to, that happened to <laughs> my wife. Something happened to, to my happen wife. To happen to me too. That, isn't that powerful? They were separated. Oh my. We prayed for him. God brought them back together. Beautiful. And has restored their marriage. And we see testimony after testimony after testimony. So pray for one another that you may be healed. Yes, yes. Just taking time to, to circle people. Get your congregation praying for them. You know, I'm not the only one praying. I'm inviting the others to pray, whoever wills. You know. And you're praying for them by name. So sure. if it's Andy or Susan. Right. Very specific. Yes. We're not praying for all the world and the missionaries. And we start, that's all important. We start here. But the circles of blessing is for that yes. man, that woman, that boy, that that's girl right. that's chosen to come to the center to that's be prayed right. for. Well, after the break, we want to maybe get some snapshots of what that could look like. People say, I'm still trying to imagine what it would be like. Yes. But everybody's involved and it's life changing. And I... I'm excited to see some pictures of that, not, not only on the screen, but in my mind. What would it look like if people said, I could come to that church because people will, will not only say, praying for you, but they'll actually pray. Surround us in a circle of blessings and uh, give us the opportunity to lay our lives and everything we have before God. It sounds exciting, doesn't it? Would you like to implement that in your local church? As a pastor, lay leader, stay with us right after the break. We'll look at some real-life examples of circles of blessings. 
Welcome back to Ministry in Motion. Our topic today, circles of blessings. We're talking about praying for people in the name of Jesus, surrounding them, literally, individuals surrounding someone in prayer, our guest, Melody Mason. Melody, you've been to many different churches, and uh, what, what does it look like when well, people come and gather together? Well, we're going to show you some pictures here that actually give a little taste of what it looks like. To begin with, I just call people to come forward and come to the front of the church or, or chapel or wherever we are, and we begin to surround them. And you'll see here by these pictures how as people come together, they're pressing together. So this would work in a church of 20 people or in a church of 200 people? Yes. Okay? Yes. So they're pressing together. Here you can see a congregation where I was recently. And, and they're just coming forward. And Would you have a seat for someone to... You said they choose, right, to be in the center of the circle? Right. A chair? Or I usually have a chair stand? here in the middle. You see they're kind of in a group in a circle, and I'll have a chair in the middle um, just because it makes it easier for those of us surrounding that person to get close to them and okay. to lay hands on them. And I encourage people when they come together in the circle of blessings, because initially people are a little bit shy and we're not, you know, it depends on the culture of, of course, but we're not so touchy-feely and all of that. But I encourage people, you know, initially they come together, they're kind of standoffish. I encourage people come together, press together. You know, we're going to be a family in heaven, so we might as well start <laughs> acting like a family here. And so put your arms on one another, lay your hands on the person that we're praying for. So we just, we connect, we pull right. close together. And, and what have you seen happen as churches do that? I have seen churches where there has been a lot of discord and, and issues going on come together in unity and healing take place. For example, just a little while back, I was at a church and one member was in the chair and was asking forgiveness of others and other members came and began crying on their shoulder right there in front of everyone asking for forgiveness for the wrongs that they had done each other. We saw reconciliation happening right there in the middle of the circle. And it's just, it's just like the, the spirit of blessing and the Holy Spirit that was there that day. You know, people told me afterwards, usually after a meeting, you know, we're just rushing out, taking off. Nobody wanted to leave. I mean, it was just so beautiful. They were visiting and loving on one another. And as the pictures um, showed afterwards, some of them were still praying in their, in, in their little groups, right. you know, praying for one another, mm -hmm. that their families would be healed. It's just amazing. Now, if you're in a large group, I, I don't know if you can have like multiple circles of blessing uh, because you've got a group of 200. There may be 100 people that would wish to be in the chair. Sure. That could take six, eight hours. Well, so, so how do you structure it? Maybe they've never had the opportunity before, right? Yeah. This may be the first time anybody said we can have a circle of blessing around you in, in prayer in Jesus' name. What could you do to include more people? To, to start with, um, I really like to keep the group large because it really helps us to empathize with one another to understand what different members are going through um, and, and to be praying for them, even if you're not close to the circle yet. Okay. I also encourage people when they do circles of blessing, give yourself time. Don't do this when you only have half an hour. Give yourself an evening. You know, sometimes we do all night prayer. We've done this all night long, multiple times, and, and people come together. But you can also, after you get, you know, see how things work, you can break off into smaller groups and take turns praying for one another. But I really see the power in churches when the churches will stay together. And we've prayed with very large 
large groups this way, when they will stay together praying for one another, it, it's just a lot more love and empathy because you suddenly understand, wow, I didn't understand so-and-so was going for this. We pray, we get our pastors in the center of the circle as well. You know, we're encouraging pastors to do this for their churches, for prayer meeting times and different times. But pastors times. and, and but lay pastors leaders, need lay prayer. leaders, elders, they need it too. Yes, and I've, I've had pastors say, this is the first time my congregation has ever surrounded me and prayed for me. Mm. Yes, we need, you know, we need to lift up the arms of our leaders, um, pastors, elders, all those in the church in prayer, but also the members as well. So... When this happens, I, I remember a prayer time and we did go several hours and, and I actually apologized to one gentleman. I said, you know, I'm sorry you've waited so long. And he said, I've been waiting for 30 years. Mm. And he brought some brokenness from yes. being involved in the military, seeing people die in his arms. Yes. Desperately needing to be surrounded with a healing prayer blessing. Yes. So... Uh, who knows? Probably people look fairly good on the outside, right? But yes. they really need some circles of blessings around them. I've had people say the same thing to me, you know, like I've been in the church for years and I've hungered and longed to have a family unity like this to pray one for another. And after we become strong from praying one for another, then we can begin to pray for other things, uh, other issues, other needs that we have in the church. But starting with praying for one another is just powerful. And you'll see a unity and love seldom now, experienced. Many people are familiar that you have authored a book, Daring to Ask for More. Mm -hmm. Do you talk about circles of blessings in that book? Or is this something new that you're learning about prayer ministry? I do talk about circles of blessing in the book, although I don't title it Circle of Blessings. It's more, um, that's a term I use just because... Surrounding yes, people in prayer. Surrounding people in prayer. But I do talk about the concept because it's, you know, it's so powerful, it's life-changing. Perhaps you've been watching the program today and you're saying, I would like to get a copy of that book, Daring to Ask for More, um, not only to learn about a circle of blessings, but also, like Jesus was asked, Lord, would you teach me to pray? Mm. We'd like to offer the first 10 people who write to us, I wish we could give away 10,000, but you can write to us at feedback at ministryinmotion.tv. We'd like to send you a gift copy from Melody. It's changed her life to write the book mm -hmm. and it's changing the lives literally of tens of thousands of people around the world. Circle of blessing, just one part, surrounding people in intercession. How has this journey, Melody, changed your life and your prayer ministry? Wow. I don't even know how I could summarize it. Um, it's just totally given me a new vision. I feel like I've been so self-centered a lot of my life, which we are. And it's given me, I, I believe, a vision that God wants us to have for his church and his people praying for others, standing in the Beautiful. Thank you so much, Melody, for being with us today. Thank and thank you for joining us. Circle of blessings. What an amazing concept. Uh, like Paul, in all of my prayers for you, I pray with joy. Why? Because when we pray in Jesus' name, miracles happen. I want to challenge you. If you're a pastor, a lay leader, you've got a circle of influence in your church. Think about gathering around people. Take time to pray. You can get resources at our website. And let's go out in Jesus' name, pray without ceasing, and see what God will do. Thanks for joining us. May God bless you in your ministry for Him.